You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. All right, there we go. We got Brother Moose on today for uh, Man Talk Monday. How you doing, man? I'm still alive, dude. Kind of sore from the gym, <laughs> but that's about it. There you go. There you go. I'm about to do a ruck here, so see how I feel tomorrow morning. Yeah. All right. Our word of the day today is humility. So we're going to roll with uh, C.S. Lewis's definition of humility, which is um, that humility is not thinking less of yourself. Or, or, or thinking, it's not thinking little of yourself, but it's not thinking more of yourself than you ought. Um, and so it's, it's, it's something that comes up in scripture over and over again, too, especially in First uh, and Second Peter, where he talks about clothing yourselves in humility. So uh, it's a big thing in scripture. It's a big part of masculinity. Uh, let's, roll, let's roll into it, man. What are your uh, first thoughts on, on humility here? Well, I mean, for me... I'm kind of on like a weird edge of society being in the military and like we've talked about that before, but as far as humility goes for me, that's like the defining edge between somebody who's good at their, like good at their job and somebody who is going to be a professional in everything they do. And I'll tell you why. If you are a guy who thinks like, man, I'm good at my job, you know, like whatever you do, uh, you work on wall street, you know, you're a pastor, a teacher, you're a medic like whatever you do, and you're like, I'm good at my job. I don't really have to do anything to be any better. Well, when you lose that humility and you're like, man, I'm good, you're not going to train as hard. You're not going to research anything new. You're not going to try to bring new ideas to the table or like further your um, your abilities in whatever you're doing. And you, you start to stagnate. And uh, I don't know. I feel like it could be a detrimental thing if you don't have humility, then it's just going to lead you down this path of, um, what's the word? Um, settling for what you are instead of reaching for what you could be. Well, I think that's what arrogance is too, right? It's, right. it's deciding that you've reached a pinnacle and you're not going to improve from there. Yeah. Um, and so when uh, in that same section of scripture, I can't remember if it's that section or if it's in Titus, actually. But in a, in a similar section of scripture, um, yeah, it's got to be Titus because it's the Apostle Paul that says it. He says, young men should be submissive to those who are in authority over them. And, and the point behind that, the idea behind that is I can't learn and I can't grow and I can't get better unless I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to let somebody else actually like speak into my life. And if I don't have any humility... I'm not going to let anybody, like, I'm not going to let those guards down. I'm not going to let anybody speak into my life because I already know everything I need to know. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Paul writes a lot about humility and he doesn't, it's not always like, uh, out in the open, like he's saying, like, you should be a human, uh, like humble, whatever, you know? I mean, like he talks about comparing himself to others, right. And, uh, like Corinthians or something. Um, and I know in, in First Corinthians he says, that "Let those let the one who boasts boast in the Lord." Right? Um, and he goes on to say, "I'll try to find it here." Um, but he says, "Like, what is it? Um, you know, like 
are they Jews? I was the top of the Jews. Are they apostles? Well, I'm like, you know, I've like Christ has appeared to me, stuff like that, you know, but his point isn't to uh, say how great he is. His point is to say, like, look at all this stuff that I could boast about. But I like if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. That's in Second Corinthians. Yeah. Yeah, right. and then he even goes on and talks about um, how like, he must have been kind of on that ragged edge like you talked about. Um, because later on, like, so in Second Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about that thorn in his flesh, right? Yeah. Um, and God keeps appearing to him and talking to him over and over. And he says, because of these surpassingly great re re revelations, the Lord gave me a thorn in my flesh. And three times I asked him to take it away. But he said, no, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. And so understanding that we are fundamentally flawed and it's not like, it's not a declaration, like we are weak. Um, and it's not like a, it's not like, I don't want to say it's not a negative thing because it is like, that's not the way we were created. We were created in the image of God. Um, but it's not an uncommon thing to be weak. Like that is the status quo. Everyone is weak, right? Like there is no one who isn't weak. And so understanding that and saying, it's my weakness attached to Christ. It's my weakness attached to grace that, that through which God chooses to work. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I mean, like looking at this from a Christian perspective is a lot, it's a lot easier to understand humility and why, how important it is than like other people. Um, because, you know, society puts on this thing of like, if you're good, let everyone know. And like, all this crap about that. And, you know, you get guys who are like, uh, in the military or they're like businessmen or whatever. And they will go out of their way to show you how good they are to like, say like, well, I make like $6 million a year or whatever, you know? And I think my mother-in-law said it best, um, when we were talking about this once and what she said was, if you're really that great, you shouldn't have to tell anyone. Right. You know, exactly. and that is, I mean, that's connected with humility because humility, you're not going out saying like, look how good I am. Humility, you're going out and you're thinking like, I have to work harder because I'm not good enough, you know? And like, you take that along with the grace that we have from Christ, right? Like, you're not just going to go out there and try to work your way to righteousness because it doesn't work. But I mean, like, that's the power of, hu like, humility is powerful, you know, because it, forces you to strive for something that you're not absolutely in, in the right way right like it's yeah. not something i am yet you know um like you, you've got something that you're chasing after then yeah absolutely good I, uh, I i like to think my mom my mom used this this phrase once she was she was talking about a institution of higher education where they were at some event and uh they they talked constantly about you know, who they were and how great they were and all these good things that they were doing. And she, I remember she left the, the event and she just looks at my dad and says, that was all very, very big, very, very big hat and very, <laughs> very, very few cattle. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I, that, that's humility right there. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the opposite of humility is yeah. you've got this big old hat, but you don't have any cattle to back it up. Like you, you might yeah, look that's... like a rancher. You might act like a rancher. But you don't have the uh, like you don't have the cattle to back it up, and understanding. Yeah, that's great, well, I, like just like you said, right? Like you don't have to say it if you are, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Even even like it reminds me of the Teddy Roosevelt quote: you know, "Walk softly and 
carry or walk lightly or walk softly and carry a big stick, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's Teddy Roosevelt. Um, yeah, it was Teddy Roosevelt. Of, I think what he said was, I think what he said was, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. Well, that fits even better, right? Like, oh, yeah. I don't have to. I don't. If I if I'm consistently backing it up, if I'm consistently like living it out, I don't have to tell anybody. They're gonna clearly see it. Um, and like, I don't know if it gets any simpler than that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's there's really not much else you can say about it. Um, and I think like it's funny because you see, like, obviously throughout his life, Christ was extremely humble, and like because you know, he he lived a perfect life, right? So I can't really say anything else other than that for his humility. And you see all these great examples of it and how he interacts with people. Like he never, uh, he he never put on airs or anything like that. And one of one of my all time favorite like, uh, just comforting pet, like parts of scripture, um, in regards to Christ's ministry on earth is, uh. I'll try to find it, but it's when he is eating dinner at, I think it might be uh, Zacchaeus' house, or maybe it's Matthew's house. Uh, either way, the Pharisees see this, and they say, this man, um, what is it? This man, like, eats with sinners or whatever. Um, I can't remember exactly what they say, but it's like, yeah, that's like, and, and Christ comes back, and he's like, it's not the the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. You know, yeah, and uh, it, it's one of those times where it's like you you see how humble he is that he didn't just come to earth, he didn't just become creation, right? Like the uncreated God becoming man, he became a man who would go to the worst people in society. And I think that like a lot of people focus on him like becoming a human, and they're like, wow, that's like Christ humiliated himself, like he humiliated himself. To the point where he's hanging out with people that today would be like druggies or um, you know strippers, stuff like that. Like right. that's what that's where he went. Like, and it wasn't like they invited him. Like he sought them out. Yeah. Well, going back, you know, full circle here, back to that that C.S. Lewis quote, and it's not thinking little of yourself, but not thinking more of yourself than what you ought, right? And so Christ yeah. knows exactly what his purpose is and what his mission is. And he also knows that exalting himself and stepping out of, you know, the person he he was on earth, stepping out of that role would then also nullify and void um, his purpose as the savior, right? If he's living the perfect life as our substitute, he also has to live um, in the circumstances and settings of the worst of us, right? So that he can then be the the perfect substitute for the least of these, right? Um, and I think that's, I think you hit it right on the head. And you say that it's not the guilt, it's not the, the healthy that need the doctor, it's the sick. And, and the, the, the ironic maybe is the right word. The craziest part of that statement is that um, during Holy Week, he starts calling these same men, the uh, brood of vipers, whitewashed tombs. Um, he calls them yeah. fools over and over and over again because they aren't actually healthy. They just look like they're healthy. They act like they're healthy, but they're, just as sick or even more sick um, than the rest of the people. Yeah. I mean, and, and you see him fighting for like everyone. I mean, when he's telling the Pharisees this and the Sadducees and all that, it's not like he's saying like, you guys are condemned. It's like calling to them to repent. Right. And you get guys like, um, 
oh, what's his name? Nicodemus, right? Like he comes out and he goes to Jesus to talk with him because he, you know, and eventually comes to faith in Christ. But it wasn't, it's not like fire and brimstone when he says that, you know, he's just going about it in the way that they need to hear it. And when they decide, you know, that they, they want to be the arrogant Pharisees or Sadducees or whatever, you know, because they can't imagine. And that's, that's the thing. Man. Like, if you look, if you try to look at it from their point of view, they can't imagine a savior who would be that humble. Right. They yeah. want this savior who's going to come in and kick out the Romans. And that's not what Christ came to do. Right. Like, you know, and like they wanted, they wanted a king who was coming with like fury and power and might. And they didn't see that through humility, that's what he came with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Understanding his place in the world and saying, this is what the father has brought me here to do. This is what I left heaven to do and walking that path the whole way. Awesome. Yeah. Let's turn this to a practical, uh, practical standpoint here then as we close out. Um, what does this humility look like in our daily lives? What is a like if you're looking at a man and you say that man is humble? Um, what does that look like? So, so I work with a lot of like really great dudes, um, and you you can tell like which ones are humble and which ones aren't, right? Like you can always you can always see like one guy's going out and like everybody works really hard um, in this community, right? Like as medics you you want to be a dude who is able to pull someone back from the like you know clutches of death or however poetically you can say it <laughs> um but you'll see guys who are like going about it and they're like yeah i'm the best like you know i can do this that the other thing like super fast you know like i understand medicine nothing can beat me and then you see <laughs> and then you see other guys right like one of my friends like totally crushed uh um the time standard for some like trauma crap training you know like whatever we're doing some training and he like this time standard is like 30 minutes he did it in like 16 and when i was talking to him about it afterwards he's like i'm still not good enough like you can't stop death you know and it's guys like that where they realize like i can't ever be good enough you know yeah and the drive then to uh, to achieve that that highest standard that you possibly can, and just keep pushing the bar forward. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's very um, obvious in my line of work, and I know it's obvious in uh, like everyone else's, like to them. But I mean, for me, it's like when you see a dude who like absolutely is like on point, knows everything to do, and all these different sequences that we do for different um, patients or whatever. And this guy, like, afterwards is saying, like, I'm, like, why why would you tell me that was a good run? Like, it's not good enough. Like, you can't stop, you know. And it's it's a interesting way to look at it. Like, you can't stop death. And, like, my job is basically, like, you know, kind of superfluous because all I'm doing is postponing it, you know. Yeah, right. Long enough to get them to somebody that can, that can fix the problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think to go hand in hand with that, it's also a man who's willing to to make the statement, you know, like or, I need help or I need, you know, I need somebody to teach me or, or asking for like when you make a mistake, maybe is the right way to say it. When you make a mistake, acknowledging it and making an effort to improve. So whether yeah. that is like going to somebody and saying, hey, I don't understand this yet or I need to get better. Help me out. 
or or even just like when you make a mistake, you know, interpersonally even too, especially in relationships, when you make a mistake, owning it and going, you know, going to your five year old son and saying, hey, man, I, I lost my temper with you and I need your forgiveness. You know, will you apologize instead of stepping back and saying like, ah, I, I'm the dad, you know, and that kind of yeah. stuff too is also fits right into that humility. Yeah, that's really well said, man. I mean, like, um, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, as far as medicine goes, um, there's some people who say, like, medicine is, uh, it's basic, like, trauma medicine, it's basically trying to figure out what you messed up and fix it, right? And if you don't have, like, if if you're just an arrogant dude, you're not going to be able to do that. You'll look at something, you know, and, like, you can kind of train yourself to check things. But I mean, if you think that you're all that and like you did this right, like your bandages are all good and you don't check them like the way you should, like that you can't, you can't do that. You know, I mean, like, and you said it exactly right, man. Like you have to be able to look at yourself and have that element of, I can't be good enough and then seek the help that you need to, you know, grow. Yeah. And keeping a pot like and, and making it a positive thing too, not just saying like, man, I suck, but saying, hey, this is where I need to grow and improve and, and, and move the ball forward. Move the needle, as, as I like to say around the school. Move yeah. the needle a little bit every day, and eventually that, that needle is going to move all the way to full. Yeah. Awesome, man. We're butting up against time here. So thank you, Brother Moose, for being on the Man Talk Monday today. Um, uh, well, what, what can we pray for for you today? Uh, I don't know, man. Just my family in general. Um, and, dude, I don't know, like the church. You know, I don't. I don't really need people praying for me. I mean, I that sounds bad. <laughs> I I feel like there's more important things to pray for than myself. Awesome. Yeah. Well said. You're absolutely right too. Again, that's humility. That's humility right there. Awesome, brother. Thanks for being on the podcast, dude. Yeah. No problem, man. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.